Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Allegedly. Hello and welcome to Man on the Post Weekend Review. My name is Dave and joined this week by Mr. Christopher Cook. How are you, sir? I'm good, sir. You were, you were trying to think of a pun then, weren't you? Right, honestly, I'll come clean. I had this clear in my mind. I was going to say, I've been listening to the Cooks and he came to my shoulders to hear about my day. It's Chris Cook. And then I realised your last name was Cook as I was about to deliver the line. I thought that won't work. I think it was too... <laughs> Worked, Do you know? No, it wouldn't work, Chris, because too many cooks spoil the spoil the broth. Oh, so. Jesus! Anyway, he's so naive. I suspect this was your plan all along. Ah, well, he's so naive. It's Simon O'Regan. How are you, sir? Very well, thank you. This contender is ready. Oh, see, that'll be <laughs> that no that'll be better received <laughs> if, if people had heard the pre-pod chat, which honestly is often better than the actual pod chat, but. <laughs> Talk at length about gladiators. Um, so if we make any of the same jokes, everyone just agreed to laugh the same as we did so heart, so heartfully, heartfully, heartily, um, just moments ago. Um, I was going to say what a weekend it's been, but it sounded like Alan Carr for one, but also like hasn't actually been that much of a great weekend. <laughs> a lot of stuff kind of happened as you'd expect it to. Um, let's start at Brentford, where Liverpool ran out four-one winners. Um, to stay atop of the league, I guess. Um, Darwin Nunez has missed some of the easiest chances I've ever seen. <laughs> it takes some bottle to then run through one-on-one and dink the keeper, who didn't even lie down. He just decided to chip it over a standing man. Um, he went off injured. Diego Jota went off injured. So Liverpool won the game, but everybody else won the war because that's only going to harm them in the, in the longer run, I would suggest. Um who wants first stab at this one? Chris, I imagine you were fist, fist pumping around the front room, were you? Oh, was every single wall got a fist pump? Yeah, I was there at the end. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, God, this game, right, it was TNT showing it. And, and like, I, I generally, like, I'm not a biggest fan of TNT sports anyway. But bet, compared to their Sky Sports colleagues, they are generally less fucking weird we, 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 we you know they seem to have less of an agenda not when it comes to liverpool it seems no wonder they're always on at 12 30 on saturday because that's the tnt slot isn't it but i generally and i, I don't want to make a distasteful joke here which i which i did on saturday afternoon but um it was as if there'd been some kind of like massacre in the stadium by, by listening to them like i thought someone had run on the pitch and been like taking an axe to some of the liverpool players in some kind of weird protest the way they were going on about the like liverpool's injury problems because you know they had to they had to play one 80 million pound striker instead of another 80 million pound striker uh, and then they had to bring on probably one of the best strikers in the premier league off the bench you know at half time it's absolutely shocking uh, but this was another one where Again, I don't think Liverpool were that good. 
and yet they've won 4-1. So they're going to win the fucking league, aren't they? They are definitely going to win the league because that's what happens in these situations. They are just going to Man United their way to the fucking <laughs> title because um, I thought they were pretty sh- pretty shocking. But again, they they were ruthless. They they took it was like Darwin Newman's ch- you know chipping the keeper inside the 18 yard box is ridiculous. Um, apparently McAllister scored the goal of the season, but I think there must have been something wrong with my TV because the goal he scored wasn't anywhere near goal of the season. Um, yeah, um, Brentford had like, exactly the same as like when we talk about Liverpool. Brentford had plenty of chances, and I, I think a better team would have put well, maybe you know, been more in the game. Oh, Ivan Tony had about three clear cut chances in the first half alone, and uh, mm. didn't make the most of any of them. Really, they were quite quite poor finishes, which is not like him. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with sort of the premise of what you're saying, and that the pool, since it's every week, they don't play that well, but they win, and they win handsomely. Like it's not like the edge one no wins. Um, so there's obviously something good going on there. Um, as you say, Mo Salah came on, made his return, um, got a goal and an assist, I think. Um, yeah. Rumours that he is a little bit injured again um, after this game. And as I mentioned earlier, Nunez and Jota also went off. Jota looks like he's done for the season. Um, how much is that going to impact Liverpool's title charge? Well, Simon. Was by Lucas Diaz more, weren't they? <laughs> Who's pretty shit. Um, I don't know. It, it depends. Well, you're saying, like, obviously, Salah, his rumours is that, that he's, like, got a bit of an injury. So if that... You know, if he misses, if he's out for a number of games, and I don't, I haven't heard too much about Nunes, what what his problem is, then you know, Jota being out could have an impact. So I I really really rate Jota. I, mm. I think he's 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 one of those players that he sort of if you win a if you're going to win a league, he's someone that's not going to probably start every game for you. He's kind of like it's similar to what maybe like a Riyad Mahrez was for a number of years in Man City. Like he's someone that you can bring in for you know a run of six, seven games, and he'll have an impact in the majority of them. You know, I think the that Nunez goal, unbelievable finish, like genuinely world class finish. The header from Jota was so clever as well. Like is that. It kind of it, it, you can look at that and think, well, it, it's simply enough because obviously there's there's no other Brentford players in, in the half. But it's it's come a long way from quite high up. It's 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 a well executed head and to have the, the that kind of um, the sort of vision and thought to, to just gently nod it down in, into the path of of someone who who we know can be quite erratic when he's you know running running at full pelt. So yeah, I, I think. Uh, Possibly could have an impact depending on on um, you know injuries to to other forward players. It's an opportunity for Cody Gakpo to start racking the goals and 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 <laughs> out. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with sort of you know what you guys said and you know the uh, Ivan Tony chances. A more cynical man might say that there was some sort of bet going on. With him, but, uh, <laughs> who, who knows? Who's to say? Not us on this podcast. No chance yeah, of that. Um, yeah, calm down, lawyers. <laughs> uh, that's it. Which, of course, they do listen to this. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Liverpool um, play midweek. Um, we'll let uh, extra time sort that out later in the week. But um, next weekend is the cup final against Chelsea. Um, we'll cover Chelsea shortly. But um, who do you make as favourites going into that? 
Uh, I'd, I'd say Liverpool. You have to, because like, they're a much better team than Chelsea. Even if they're you missing... What, you don't know what Chelsea are turning up at the moment. Well, the, like... this is it. They seem like a bit of a big game team. Um, occasionally. Not always, of course, but... As, as we'll discuss shortly, they played pretty well on Saturday against... Uh, well, supposedly the best team, so... Um, interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, we all hope Liverpool win, I think. Oh, obviously, for, for mm. Jürgen. <laughs> for Jürgen, but also for those for those precious European places. Because if Chelsea win, um, sixth will be Roger. the will be the lowest uh, league position to qualify from. So some of some of us don't have to worry about that. Now, well, some of us really, really do, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. It's fine. Hey, tell you what, man. If we win the FA Cup, four, fifth, that's all that'll qualify. It'll be hell on. Is, is, isn't there some kind of model where like 10 Premier League teams oh, are in Europe next season? Yeah, well, it's, like... it's, it's, it's the ones where all the good ones finish outside the top six. Yeah. There's always a way around it. Um, anyway, let's leave Brentford alone and move on to Burnley nil Arsenal 5. Chris, you've scored 11 goals this week. How do you feel? Oh, well, the sooner we buy a striker, the better. It's getting really frustrating. Well, the sooner you, know, sooner you, you play know. some proper football teams, the better, I think. <laughs> but like, um, I'm just hoping that you guys have got a claret and blue kit that you want to break out next weekend. Um, I mean, we have had one in that, the past. That <laughs> yeah, that's, I thought. Do they still have some kind of thought? You know that. I'm, I'm, you know, can they just break that out for one weekend? Um, but yeah, like your Burnley was shite. <laughs> like, really, yeah, I thought I thought West Ham. Were I know. Bad it's like they were trying what to out. Bur- <laughs> yeah. Like they're trying to outshout each other. Like some of the goals you scored <laughs> yeah. were just like, why do Burnley like? I know they like play all this tippy tappy football, and it's sometimes quite nice to watch. But why do they just not bother trying when it comes to defending? They're like, ah, uh, he's, he's going to score, you know. It's, I think they were very determined not to concede from a set piece, but they just forgot everything else. I know, but they conceded uh, from a throw-in. The only thing we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 somebody forgot that you can't be offside from a throw-in, or for ah fuck, it's only Kai Havertz. Let him run fifty yards, he'll be fine. Uh, was... um, Horrendous, yeah, really. It, it, it could have been a lot more. Like I, I say, uh, James Trafford made a, a couple of saves. Weirdly enough for him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Burnley were, Burnley were really bad. Chris, are you like having some sort of breakdown? That's not me. I, oh. I, 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 thought, I thought I was getting alien like Morse code coming from somewhere. Oh, I thought it was, well, maybe it's Simon. <laughs> but, rest, um, rest in but peace. But yeah, now, yeah, yeah, but Burnley were, I'm just going to keep saying how bad Burnley were. Like, it was it was awful. Like, I think, did, did they play, didn't they play Liverpool this week? They carved out a couple of chances against them, so I wasn't really that sure how this game was going to go. I mean, I, I, I had a fair idea. <laughs> <laughs> After about three minutes, I got the, I got the, I got the, I got the script. But yeah, they might like. Don't get me wrong. I thought Arsenal played really, really well, um, and you could tell. Like I think I said, I said on the show like like two weeks ago that the difference between us and Liverpool were Liverpool were ruthless, um, and, and we weren't. And ever since then, they've just it's as if someone's listening and is like really out to prove me wrong, which is fantastic. Please keep doing it, um, because you could tell that they wanted more. Whereas usually in the past, like it was the same against um, West Ham last weekend when like being four 0 up at half time. Usually, it, Arsenal teams of the past have kind of you know sat back, rest on their laurels a bit, 
you know, just passed the ball around pretty strong. But you could literally tell they 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 were that they smelt blood and they they were really going for it. And I think in some of the interviews after the game, like the players were saying they wanted more. So Saka was like he wanted a hat trick. Um, even because Arteta was like he said, you could tell that the lads just wanted to score more goals, um, which is is very unlike us. Um, and the thing like I said, we're playing good football and 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 winning you know winning games handsomely at the moment. Um, 21 goals since the start of the year, only conceded two. Um, you know, but we didn't spend 100 million pound on a, on a striker, so everyone <laughs> thinks it's the worst thing in the world ever. I think I'm, I'm genuinely still <coughs> seeing stories about Karim Benzema coming to the fucking Emirates. It's, it's ridiculous. It's probably unlikely. Um, I think uh, it makes quite a difference when you only play once a week as well. You don't have to sort yeah. of call off the dogs after an hour to preserve legs and things, so you can just, well, if, uh, unfortunately for West Ham and Burnley, just keep pummeling them to death. So. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like you, uh, I dread to think how poor South left backs feeling. Because like, and to be fair, most like Dan Burns must be sweaty. Oh, he's having he's he's having big sweaty nightmares. Like, there's no way he's uh, <laughs> he can't be looking forward to that next week. Because like, I, I think it was like just a touch of arrogance from Saka to score his right foot. You know, because <laughs> all you hear on Sky, like in, in the pundits, he's like, well, you know, if I was playing against him, uh, I'd just show him onto his show him onto his right foot, and he, he can't do much damage from there. Well, you know, c- please do that because he's he's, he's shown that he can. He, you know, he scored a couple of he scored a couple of goals with his right foot this season. Like, I think last season we saw a few instances where we, you know, he he would bang them into the crowd or something like that. But you can, I think you can tell it really works. Like, but I, swear, I, I don't care what happened in Dubai, but can we just... I was hoping we can go again this week. Um, you know, like, salt, salt bacon cook steak for the whole fucking squad if this is what's, if this is what's happening. Because like, since that warm weather training camp, we've been amazing. Yeah, well, like I said, I really wouldn't want the team to please you next, but uh, here we are. <laughs> so, more on that later. Um, so, do you see Arsenal... With a chance of win the league this year, or is it? Can you not see past Man City still? I mean, obviously, like they've definitely got a chance. You know, I think anyone uh, in the, in that top three has, has uh, you know, there's just pros, like pro arguments that you can make for them in the league. And I, I still personally, obviously, can't see past Man City just because history, mm-hmm. you know, and, and everything sort of kind of leads you to that. Um, yeah, I mean, Arsenal are, are, are playing fantastically at the moment, and you kind of you, you could look at it and you know, try and dismiss it as oh, it's, it's only Burnley, but that's you know you can only beat what's in front of you, and there's there's a manner of, of winning games as well, and you know if they if they go to Burnley and win two nil, you go well yeah you expect them to win you know two fairly standards. But it's as as much as Burnley do try their best to help you score goals, it is, it is still difficult to go and score five goals, six goals away from home in, in the Premier League, regardless of who you're playing. Um, see, I think Arsenal have, have definitely got a really good chance, and you know, obviously the experience of last season. If if they've if if that's um, you know a, a failure that that they can learn from, then they'll absolutely. But you know, the, you are. You, I think everyone is still kind of relying on on Man City, sort of chucking chucking a few games away, and then hoping that Liverpool Arsenal will be hoping they they're able to take advantage of it. But it's, I think, I think, the, I think like the three of them will be there up until the last two or three games of the season. I, I think it is going to be quite nip and suck till the end. 
Well, we'll see how it plays out, but it's certainly looking that way at the moment. There's not an awful lot between them, really, other than history, of course. Yeah. But um, I, I don't get, I don't get your hopes up, Dave. But next weekend is my birthday, and that is usually when the wheels start to come off on oh. campaign. <laughs> uh, like uh, Edu, Edu's famous injury was around the end of February. Um, in in the past, whenever we've challenged, February, apart from last season, February has been the time it all falls apart. Uh, the last week in February has been the, the time it falls apart. When, usually because we've been in the Champions League, and like yes. we, at this stage, we're usually getting ready to play Bayern or, or Barca. Um, <laughs> you know, so so playing Porto on, on Wednesday night is actually going to be quite a nice break there. Oh, what a treat! Um, so I will do your game now. Um, a good two-one win at Fulham. Um, talks through it. Yeah, very much needed as well. Um, <clears throat> obviously, kind of recent results have been up and down, and then last week you had the the real disappointment of of losing that game to Man U, we shouldn't have. And then, obviously, from that you had Kamara uh, ruled out for the rest of the season, and then a couple of days later, Diego Carlos gets a hamstring injury and. You're thinking, fuck it, we're going to end up with a centre of that partnership of Clement Longley and Callum Chambers <laughs> any day now, which which nobody wants to see. Um, so there was a kind of, I think amongst the Villa fans, I think there was kind of a bit of trepidation going into this game. Um, sort of, you know, on the back of Man U annoyingly finding a, a bit of a run of form. Uh, as I say, recent results not been great. And then just all the injuries piling up. There was a bit, a bit of nerves going into it, and then when the team sheet came out and we saw Paul Torres is back, I think that kind of settled everyone else down because he, he's such an important player to us. And straight away, you know, like with, with him coming back in there, you can see we just had so much more control. I mean, it was a bat four that that never played together before, so in a way it was quite handy that you, that was up against Fulham, who who aren't necessarily the most threatening of teams and Craven Cottage is certainly not an intimidating ground to go to so it, it was it was it wasn't the worst fixture to have and Fulham like like Burnley in that last game Fulham didn't off make it quite simple for us at times as well you know the first goal came from a throw in a Fulham throw in that I I don't understand what Robinson is at the left back. Yes, what's he doing? Then? Yeah, I've not a clue why he thought launching it 20 yards back towards his own penalty box was the right thing to do. And obviously Ramsey nips in ahead of William wins the ball, and I thought it was a brilliant finish from Molly Watkins. To be fair, not really clever little turn and finish into the far corner. And then like the first half, he probably should have had the game done and dusted during really that first half. We had. The goal disallowed Moreno header, um, which I I can't understand how that's been given as offside. I, I mean, I'm, I, I, I suspect that you two will have uh, been pouring over the stills and footage as much as I have. But <laughs> they they drew the line from his elbow, which I'm fairly sure you're not allowed to score from unless... Patrick Bamford's goal for Leeds last week actually is allowed. You can score with your elbow. Um, so, yeah, they drew the line from the wrong place. And then it still came down on the line that the defender was drawn up against. So that one was very confusing. But anyway, come out, start the second half. 
and uh, go two 0 up. Lovely ball, uh, three ball from Tiedemans and finish from Watkins. But God knows where those Fulham centre backs were. Like you hear the phrase, you could have driven the bus through that gap. You could have got three or four through those. <laughs> it was party like the Red Sea. And then at that stage, I'm thinking, right, we can go on and, and sort of comfortably see the mouse. But made life a bit more difficult for ourselves than we needed to. Um, bit of a communication mix-up between Longlands and Martinez. And Martinez, he came out and interviewed on the Riddle website afterwards and took responsibility. I, I came out and called for it and, and I shouldn't have done. So, you know, that that's that. But, but he, well, I was just about to say then, he made up for it with a, a save in stoppage time. But it was Adama Traore who was 3-1-1, one one, so I don't really know how much credit you can give Martinez for saving that because, I mean, Adama Traore, you know, he's, I think he's been playing nearly nine or ten seasons now in the top flight, and I think he's got nine or ten goals in all that time. Like, he's, yeah, from, oh, we, we don't need to talk about Adama Traore <laughs> He's shit, and uh, I don't care about Fulham. But yeah, we made it more difficult for ourselves than we needed to. But it was important to 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 get that win, um, especially with the way some of the other results from the teams around us went this weekend. It, to to get back in into four spot was was uh, you know really important. We've got Forest at home, Luton away, and Tottenham at home are the next three, which you know on paper aren't. aren't bad fixtures for us, I don't think. But as I said, you know, the the biggest thing from our point of view is, is Pal Torres coming back in because he he's I think he's I think he's fairly underrated. It's not in the sense that people don't think he's a good player because I think, you know, he did before we saw him he's like Villarreal I think most people who kind of like watch watch European football that know Torres is, is a very good player. But he's, so I'd say he's, he's more underrated in, in that I don't think and there's no reason why you would. If you're not a Villa fan, you, you wouldn't realise how he, important he is in terms of the whole way that we play. Because, you know, obviously Emery likes to, to build out from the back. And on the weekends, that back four was more of a back three, really, of uh, Torres Longley and Cash with, with Moreno providing the width, which is what... Emery, since he's been at Villa, has tended to do with the back four. It's the left back goes and makes an extra attacker, and it's at three. And Torres just completely dictates the game. I mean, there was a stat from the weekends that he had more touches and completed more passes than any other player in that game. And I think it was the eighth time this season in a game where his uh, progressive yards has been over a thousand yards in terms of bringing the ball out. Um, he's just he's he's so as I say he's just so vital to to the whole setup of our attacking plans. It's it's no coincidence that him being back on the pitch was probably the first time in the last couple of months since he's been out where we looked more like we were at the start of the season, having sort of much more con- control in the game. So if he can, it's obviously he's, he's now about fit. So assuming he's back for the rest of the year, and if Konza can come back in the next couple of weeks, like he's supposed to, then I think that 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 will definitely help us and hopefully keep us in in the uh, the, the hunt for the top four. Yeah, well, it can only help, can't it? Uh, I hope <coughs> for your sake. Um, those players return 
will help you stick in that top four spot because nobody wants Tottenham or Man United in there. So. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, Chris, anything to say on Fulham or Aston Villa? Um, I, was, I was impressed by Ollie Watkins again. You know, you can tell he's a player in form, can't you? Like the, he just takes his chances. Like whereas, uh, you know, other times when you, you've seen him not on these scoring streaks, he kind of sna- tends to snatch at chances or maybe like overthink them. So um, it, it was just his goal where the turning shot wasn't it? Which yeah, is, you know, you know, which is pretty pretty nice. Uh, yeah, Villa looked really dangerous. Uh, that shot of Bailey's that hit the bar. Oh. As well, Jesus Christ! The, the bit of skill is, I mean, Leon mm. Bailey. Like, I mean, I last season I kind of said um, John McGinn's a perfect example of the difference between a, a good manager in Emery and a shit manager in Gerrard. But I mean, Leon Bailey this season he's been. Honestly, I think he's been one of the best players in the league this season. Like his stats, his goals and assists in terms of the minutes he's been on the pitch. But he just he, he looks so dangerous as well. Like every time he's on the ball, you think something's going to happen. He's I've been so impressed with him this year. Yeah, I do like the way you guys play. Like it's it, 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 it's good to watch. Unlike certain other teams that are top of the table. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I to say I'm, I've been really impressed with Villa all, all, all season. And like I, I I know there was a few a few claxons going off on social media when they had a few, like a, a few iffy results recently. But uh, I don't think there's and any boys at all? Like, I'm pretty sure. So, if, if we just said to you that you're going to be in fourth at the oh. end of February, you'd be like, "Fuck off." Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. So, no, it's, I'm, I've been really impressed. Fulham. That that um, that guy who scored is it Muniz? Yeah. He yeah. scored five in four now for him. He's so, on fire. Yeah, he's, he's, Whoever he's, he is. Right. <laughs> where, where, where's he come from? Who is he? Yeah, that's a, not, not a clue where he's come from, but. Cotton Eye Joe. But Fulham, <laughs> Fulham are a weird team because, like, every time, well, the majority of times I've seen them this season, like, I mean, very rarely lives, so I'll be honest, mostly it's been match of the day. I always think, God, they're shit. But they're, like, nowhere near <laughs> relegation. Like, really funny team, Fulham are. That, that, that run of 5 0 wins and everything, didn't they? Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. they just banging in goals for fun for a couple of weeks, which kind of, you know, just got them into a what, mid-table sensibility, but yeah, I, yeah, they are they're all weird team, but no, nah, I, I was impressed by Villa again. Fair enough. We move on to the mighty mighty Magpies two Bournemouth two. Um, tell you what, I, I don't get to that many games these days. I went to this one, and uh, we are so easy to play against in a way, like not not in terms of defending against us, but to attack against us. You turn the ball over the middle of the park and play it in behind. That's we're done. Like there's just no, there's just nothing. Like the, there's no balance in our midfield anymore because we're obviously missing a few people. But kind of like we've got three centre mids who don't know whether to attack or defend. So they just sort of stand in the middle. And when possession turns over, it's just like they're all out of the game. Every single one of them. And uh, Bournemouth, I was very impressed with. Um, they just don't get tired. They just run and run and run. And obviously, Slanky got his reward for Dubravka slipping over. Um, obviously, everyone very keen to say, oh, Dubravka error. He just slipped over. Like I don't think it's like... Yeah. However, well, it yeah, is, yeah. yeah. However, I do think he should have done better with the second goal. Um, I think it was right, be- was right behind this. And I just think that uh, from where Semenyo takes the shot, the ball's only going to go in one area, really. 
and as a goalkeeper, you should probably anticipate that. Um, and he just didn't get down quick enough, or didn't have a strong enough hand with the way you look at it. Um, but he did make two good saves in the first half to uh, to keep us at nil nil. Really, I mean, it was a strange game in that you know we had lots of sort of half chances in the first half. Um, second half was insane. Um, some stuff didn't even make match of the day, which sort of sums up how crazy the second half was. But uh, Gordon got played through one on one. The keeper was on like the edge of the 18 yard box when Gordon got the ball, sort of retreated into his box and Gordon tried to go around him and failed. Um, and like a minute later they got the second goal, so that was a turning point. Um, Matt Ritchie, of all people, like, I mean... I think, I think Carl summed it up in the chat, yeah. didn't he? Like, <laughs> did anyone realise that Matt Ritchie was still playing football? I generally got confused and thought, hang on, Matt, didn't Matt Ritchie equalise for Southampton on... But that was, was it, wasn't that Ryan Fraser? That was Ryan Fraser. We had him yeah, as well. Like, he's going on. <laughs> uh, a mad time. Um, I mean, what I will say is that Matt Ritchie's initial header was going absolutely nowhere near anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but he put it in and still found time to smash the corner flag into the, into the, into the ground um, before belting back to play through the nine minutes of stoppage time. Um just a mad, a mad game. But yet again, we've scored twice and not won. I think that's maybe five games in a row we've scored twice or more, which is good going. Um, but also defensively horrendous. Uh, I'm not afraid to say that I'm absolutely certain that Arsenal will score at least three on Saturday. Oh, don't say no, I, I, well, Chris, how can you, uh, you? You can't look at how we're playing at the minute and think you you wouldn't score. Um, yeah, but you know that that doesn't happen. Especially oh, it does. Against you lot. We, our record against you lot is awful. Not at, not at the Emirates, it's not. I mean, we've won there once. In really, it's once. one of those games. Like, like whenever we play you, something just isn't right. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not going to talk about last season because fucking disgusting. But yeah, I, 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 I just can't wait for it to ruin my birthday because that's exactly what's going to happen. Well, me too. So, so I'm, but, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting my hopes up. Well, I mean, I'm never better against my own team, but I think <laughs> Arsenal and over two and a half goals is more or less printing money this weekend. Um Better yeah, discretion. Everyone was, saying, everyone was saying that about Saliba to score as from nah, a set piece against Burnley last week. The that, amount of people who <laughs> put that bet on. Yeah, well, more fool them. Um, <laughs> because the the uh, Italian James Trafford had it had it covered. Um, yeah, we're kind of meandering a bit um, towards the end of the season. Uh, we're still eighth. We're still very much in with a chance of finishing in the European places, but um, what we're playing at the minute, the football is not. Uh, it's not sustainable for the rest of the season. I don't think um, it's you know very commendable to play this. You know we're going to play this way and kind of deal with it. Um, but... It's a good job you haven't gotten those horrible injury things that only Liverpool get. Oh, I know. Well, you know, I'm kind of sick of saying the, the injury injury phrase because, as you say, a lot of teams have got injuries. Um, well, when Matt Ritchie is getting minutes, you know... You know well, that's, that's it. Our front three were Almiron, Gordon and Barnes. We really missed an out-and-out centre-forward. Harvey Barnes has obviously been out for a long time, so he only lasted an hour. Jacob Murphy came on. And then um, 
Richie came on as the last throw of the dice in like stoppage time more or less. But and Joe White came on, who's been on loan at pretty crew or something in the first half of the season. So that's well, where. According to Leandre on Saturday, um, Jacob Ramsey must be having a cracking day because he was playing for um, he was playing for Burnley as well. He also got he also went off on a stretcher, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they, they uh, kept getting him and his and Aaron mixed up. Well, Lee Hendry never was the sharpest tool in the shed, was he? No, this, is, this is very true. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm not saying our season's over, but I'm really looking forward to the FA Cup fifth round. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bournemouth, very impressive. Um, I know we've laughed at Dom Slanky a lot over the years, but I would take him and you've in a heartbeat on, this, on current form. Mm-hmm. And he... Runs and runs and runs. He'd suit our system down the ground, but uh, never mind. <laughs> do, you, do you have anything to add on this? Uh... No, I think you covered it all, really. <clears throat> Just uh, wanted to ask, like at, at the start, you were saying how easily, um, how easy is sort of getting behind and and stuff like that. I was just like looking at at the lineup. Is that back four? That would that not be your first choice back four? Pretty much. Uh, it was last season, yeah. Now there's there's a few factors yeah. there which I'll, which I'll address as soon as you brought this up. Firstly, um, no Nick Pope behind them. Pope plays. Well, yeah. Um, Pope plays more or less as a sweeper keeper, which I know like none of us really expected, but he does play quite high up. Um, and hasn't Dubravka conceded the most goals in the league since, since he, he came, came in? in? Yeah, he has. Which, which is I, no coincidence. I, I, I thought I'd heard that. The weekend. That's, yeah, that's, that's weird. Now, now don't get us wrong; they haven't all been his fault, but I think we also got to remember that Pope made a lot of saves last season. I wouldn't say kept us in a lot of games, but certainly made a lot of big saves, um, mm. which the Bradford just hasn't really. Um, and I think there's obviously a lot more confidence when Pope's there. They obviously know how he works. Um, other things to bear in mind: um, Botman had a big injury; doesn't look as the same player, to be quite honest, since he came back. And him and Burned in that left channel is where the majority of our goals are being conceded because as you mentioned their teams are just turning us over and then running Dan Byrne um, and Botman hasn't got the recovery pace which he, I mean, he's never the quickest anyway but he, he doesn't look the same player to me at the moment mm. um, another factor is there's no control in midfield so hence we're losing possession has been turned over very quickly why is that well last season Joe Linton Joe Linton's a big factor because he's a ball winner but also he's a big lad who works hard to help out Dan Byrne Last season, we'd quite often have Joe Willock and Joe Linton down that side. And they were effectively, those two and Byrne were like a th- you know, three men on that side. Um, we don't have that at the minute. Um, Miley puts himself about, had a good game, um, but he's 17. You can't really be expected to um, read the game maybe uh, as well as those two do. Um, and Sean Longstaff is just immobile and just disappeared for uh, the last half of this game. So... Um, well, that's all. They're all factors, really, that, that counter yeah. into to why we're a bit more porous than we used to be. Um, like I said, I've written off this season with a league point of view, having any great results now. Um, for example, you know, obviously, we, sorry, Chris, we, we beat Arsenal 1-0 earlier in the season, and obviously controversial in doing so, but we didn't ship really a clear-cut chance at the other end. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't make many, but we didn't give away many either. Um, and I just cannot see that happening now. Um, we saw we played Man City a few weeks ago and went toe-to-toe with them which 
would never normally do. Like you, you just <laughs> if you're going to beat Man City, you're going to beat them, you know, like a one nil, or you know, you're going to have to defend well. Uh, and that never really looked like it was on the cards in that game. Um, so I do, I do worry about playing against good teams who will exploit these problems. I say I'm really pessimistic about how many we're going to concede next Saturday. Um, you saw Liverpool rack up an XG of seven or something against us. Um, now I know XG is a bit, you know, neither here nor there. But fundamentally, the fact is they made seven chances that should have been goals is what that means, which yeah. is. Um, quite worrying, um, and I say I'm expecting similar next Saturday, um, unless you can just sort of tie yourselves out in the meantime, Chris. Yeah, maybe. You know, we, you know, we've got a Champions League game midweek. You know, are you, are you in, is it in Portugal or is it out uh, the Emirates? I'm pretty sure we're away. Yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah oh, well, let's hope for some yeah, energy. Yeah, group. Yeah. Let's hope for some so energy sapping conditions. The other thing like that you kind of probably take into account in the Newcastle for this season is obviously they've like you have had a sort of horrific run of kind of longer term injuries to key players. You, when you combine that with the facts that last season as great as it was, but it was an overachievement, which yes. rightly or wrongly will raise expectations and so you could if you just looked at it on the face they finished fourth last season and where they're on the league now, on the face of it, you go, well, that's you know massive aggression. But it's with with the injuries that, that you've got as well, it's it's kind of where I would expect you to be with the players you've had available for the majority of the season. Yeah, no, I think it's totally fair. I'm I've always sort of downplayed where I expect us to finish because of what you just mentioned there. You know, last season was an overachievement. Um, we had more games this year. We've had more injuries this year. It's probably not going to factor that. Um, I don't think we have, you know, Champions League level players. I think we've got a couple of really, really good players. You know, Bruno Gimmarsh would get in most teams in the league, I think. Um, but outside of him and Trippier when he's on form and Isaac when he's fit and on form, there's not an awful lot of Champions League players in there. Um, Botman was before his injury. So I hope he gets back to that level at some point. Um, but you know the likes of Longstaff and Almiron and yeah various others are really barely like top eight players in my opinion. Some of them on the day have done well. Like Almiron had a pearl patch last season where he looked unplayable. But unfortunately, the other five and a half years, whatever he's been with, he's been nowhere, nowhere, nowhere near that level. So um, it, it's all relative. I, I still think really how he's overachieved with what he's got. Um, I think I've. Lewis Miley, I think, extremely highly of. I, I think the way people talk about Kobe Minow for Man United, Lewis Miley should be in a similar discussion. Um, but he you know, wears a different colour shirt, as we know. So, um, yeah. And that's not to say one's better than the other. I just think they're both exceptional talents and one gets a little bit overlooked. Um, but We touched on that last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with, with, with everything you're saying there, yeah. So, all in all, a fun day out, up in the gods, overlooking the city. Um, but just a point to show for it. Um, other games on Saturday afternoon. Um, Nottingham Forest beat West Ham 2-0. Big result for Forest, who have been struggling badly, as we discussed um, last week, I believe it was. Um, West Ham must be the plum fixture at the minute because... They look like a squad who have given up playing for their manager. 
Um, <laughs> Forest, Forest were all over them, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Battered them. <clears throat> um, I've seen a lot of stuff on social media from West Ham fans who want Moyes out now. Um, where do you stand on this? Should Moyes be given the benefit of the doubt to say out the season, having you know w- won them a European Cup last year, etc., etc.? Like, are you surprised to see well, he hasn't he hasn't I, got more sort of friends? Yeah, yeah. They they, he's never been popular there, has he? Like he, he's done a great job with them. He's only been in Europe practically every season. They won a European trophy last season, but the, the fans, West Ham are a, a funny club, aren't they? That they don't like the way he plays. You know, they had the same thing with when Sam Allardyce went there. You know, they they didn't like the way he plays and he he was out. But I, th- I think he deserves to at least stay out the season. You know, he, there's talk that they were going to offer him a new contract and then they uh, the wheels came off and that's been obviously delayed because obviously you don't want to be offering your manager a new contract when um, when things aren't looking rosy for them. But if anything, if you're gonna if you are thinking of keeping him, that's it's probably the perfect time to do it. Just a, a bit of stability, isn't it? Because while there's all these questions being being asked, you know, he's going to make the players start to think like, well, he's not, he's probably not going to be here next season. It doesn't really matter. Um, but European, they're still in Europe, and they do seem to turn it on when the when the European fixtures come round. I think, they yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of the similar thing last season. I, I think had had they say got knocked out of the Conference League in the last sixteen, I think he'd have got the sack probably last season. But mm. obviously, because they were progressing well in that, they kept with him. So he should have. Like he should have really left it in the summer, uh, to be honest. Haven't having won that, um, but you know now they're here. Yeah, like, I think she gets to see the season now. But like, I'm kind of just look at the table now, Kevin. Okay? So they're, they're sitting ninth, which you know, which made... is where you'd expect West Ham to be. Well, well yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Like you kind of you're looking at all the teams that are above them. <clears throat> like who? Who do they think that, that? I mean, you can maybe argue, and just purely, I'd say Newcastle just because they've been so decimated with the injuries this season that maybe New, West Ham could look at them and thought, well, you know, there's an opportunity there. And you can argue Brighton, but like West Ham, I mean, man, you are shit, but you know, is this they somehow have this juju over everyone where they get points <laughs> from, from out of nowhere? But look, you look at that top six. Every team in that top six is, I think, significantly better than West Ham. So I'm not yeah. really sure what their fans are expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm surprised like... if they sack him. They're not going to get relegated. They're not even close to. They're not even going to be in a relegation battle. So it's, it's, it's what, what do West Ham fans expect? Yeah. You know, is it because they've seen teams like Brentford and Brighton in the last couple of seasons, and obviously Villa? I'd, I'd say I would say West Ham fans would probably see themselves very similar to a Brighton or a Villa in their heads. Yeah, and then they're seeing that, like, obviously, they both of those teams have had success in the last season, like in finishing the top six and like, t- six seven, and they must think that's where they they deserve to be. But they're ninth for fuck's sake, it's ridiculous. Well, they also won a European trophy. You know, obviously, whether you rate the Conference yeah. League yeah. or not, they still did it, um, which I'm sure. Most, I, I fucking rate it. I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, if we were in it, I'd be delighted to to, to win it. Like, I mean, you know, you kind of turn oh, your nose at that kind of if stuff. If we go win that this season, you'll have a tattoo on your arm, like 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 Mark Clattenburg. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah full Clattenburg. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you won't you won't hear from me for a couple of months. <laughs> even even Jurgen Klopp would celebrate that. Oh, he certainly would. Um, I think it's West Ham. There are only two points behind Brighton in seventh. Like, 
you know, yeah. they're, they're still in the hunts for yeah. European football again next season. And they'll probably do well in the Europa League. Like, I'd back them to have a decent chance of winning that. So, yeah. Considering the, the results they've had recently, I don't think they're in a bad position. No, and when you consider like the downturn forms coincide with Paqueta uh, being injured and Kudus being at the African Cup of Nations, like, wow, what a shock things have fallen off. Like, I mean, they've, those two have been their best players by a distance, I would say. Um, even Bowen's had a bit of an injury knock, hasn't he? So, um, And I mean, the only thing you'd level against him is that he signed Mavropanos, which was never a good idea. Um, <laughs> and so it has proven. Yeah, I mean, they. I think they helped themselves um, getting the Yorkshire pudding in either. Well, I suppose we probably talk about Calvin Phillips because he um, was obviously, you know, the talk of the transfer window. We were heavily linked with him. Juventus were heavily linked with him. He ended up at West Ham, and my, my, what a disaster he's been. Um, I genuinely thought West Ham was the perfect place for him. See, I didn't Genuinely. know. I didn't I really. Go, I thought he could go there and do a job. I didn't really know why they wanted him when they already had Alvarez, Ward, Prowse, Suchek. Um I mean, surely that's. I know they've had to play like Ben Johnson there recently. Maybe that was why. But, but um, luckily, it's a good job they have got all those other players to cover for him. <laughs> I don't um, think he should have been sent off, though. To be fair, I'm going to go out and say it. I, I don't think he should have been sent off, especially when we come to talk about another game that happened this weekend. Ooh. Um, I can't remember either foul now. One was for the, the one was for pushing. He pushed. Um, oh, what the Danilo was one of the other ones. One of Forest midfields. He, he pushed him. He sat on the ball, like blocking, oh, yeah, taking okay. a quick yeah. kick, and he pushed him. And then the other one was just literally like a a fifty fifty tussle. It's one of those if you if you're not on a yellow card, you could probably get a yellow card for it. But if it's your second yellow, you, it's a bit harsh. You know, you see those yeah, sort of fouls. Yeah. You know, it, I, I, I know people say the rude is if it, if it, if it's going to be a yellow, it's going to be yellow. We know that's not how football works. We know if you're on a if you're on a yellow card, you generally get a little bit of leniency. Mm, as well, we will I know, see I, demonstrated I know, on I know exactly what you're talking about, and uh, couldn't agree more. Um, but yeah, apparently but I mean, he, he apparently he, waited behind at the ground for an hour and a half to speak to the referee after the game. Who? To, 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 be, to be like, why did you send me off? It doesn't make I, sense. I, I used to say, wasn't like thanking him, going, cheers, <laughs> cheers for getting me off. Like. He was... Uh, he, the West Ham fans probably were there. He, he was eating a sandwich, Mr. Chris Wilder's disgust. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Probably shock result the weekend came at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Did they call their stadium something else? Was that what they went for in the end? So they've sold the naming rights, apparently, because I've seen a lot of people talking about the deal they got for it, but I have no fucking clue what who they sold it to or what it's called. Mm. I know they've just opened a go-kart track underneath it, um, but now, according to Sky, it's still called the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Brilliant. So, well, that's where we were for Tottenham 1, Wolves 2. Um, Wolves, uh, I've said this before, I, I really enjoy watching Wolves. I think they play football the right way with some good players. Um, didn't expect them to win this though. Uh, they were great. Are you watch it, Chris? I know you've got yeah, uh, family ties. Yeah, when I was in Australia, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The, 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 the place I was in had two screens, um, ah. so I had this game, this game on one screen. This well, they had this game on one screen. <laughs> and Arsenal Burnley on the other night, clear enough. And Wolves were brilliant. Wolves were really, really good. Like in, in between watching Arsenal carve uh, Burnley apart at will, like I, I'm <laughs> anxious to see quite a bit of this game. And yeah. Pa- Pedro Neto. Some player in it. Surely not. 
I mean, right. I, I said I before, like, the only reason he's still there is because every transfer window he magically gets injured. Um, but yeah, and I've got I've got to apologise to Ho Gomez. Like I think last week I was singing his praises, saying how much I liked him. I, I think I said he was eighteen because I genuinely believed he was. He's actually twenty three. Um, so, but yeah, <laughs> he, had, he, had, he had a really good game, and like I, I see a lot of talk at the moment about Gary O'Neill for manager of the season. We know it's not going to happen because unfortunately football doesn't work like that. But the, I think the work he's done going into that situation at like the last minute. Oh, um, unbelievable. They, they lost. They basically lost their three starting midfielders uh, from last season, and they basically replaced them with, you know, Lamina, who's been brilliant. He was really good in this game. To be fair, like he, a lot of their play comes down to him breaking play up. Uh, Gomez, who was scored twice and was fantastic, um, but yeah, you know, they're doing this without Cunha, who's their 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 most expensive player. I think he's their their big signing uh, striker. He's out for a couple of weeks. But yeah, Pedro now he's some he's some player. He is. I like Huang as well, who last season was like a bit of mm-hmm. no, don't say joke, but he wasn't exactly lethal. I think he scored maybe twice all season or something daft like that. Yeah, I think he's their top scorer. Uh, oh yeah, he's been a revelation. That's from three, as you say, him Neto and Cunha. <laughs> uh, it's a shame that Cunha's not going to play a much more part this season. I think I read, but I might be wrong. Well. Sky, Sky initially put a thing out last, last week saying he was out for the season and deleted it very quickly. Mm. Um, so, but so apparently he he's not. Apparently he he could be back in a couple of weeks. Well, let's hope their doctors are more qualified than uh, Sky, Sky Sky's reporters. Um, all that means Wolves are eleventh, level point with Chelsea. Now, I mean, I certainly had Wolves down as relegation candidates at the start of the season. Um, <coughs> Gary O'Neill's been excellent, as you say. Um, Spurs, we're missing Poro, we're missing um, Budogi for this one. Um, I can't find my violin. I know. Um, they were able to leave talents such as Timo Werner on the bench for this from the start. Um, I thought he might have played and just we didn't notice it. It's, it's, it's sometimes hard to know. Um, a rare off day or is this sort of what happens when teams play properly against Tottenham? Um, I mean, I wasn't shocked. Well, you said shot this all the week. I, I kind of wasn't because so it was the same score in the game at Molineux as well. Yeah, like I mean, Wolves, as you know, kind of you guys have been sort of talking there, have been you know really good this season. They you know played really really well, got some good players, and Tottenham they had a, a good start. And people got ridiculously carried away. Um, no, no, that and, doesn't happen, son. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I, I was surprised by it as well. Um, but uh, the thing is, though, they they appointed this. Uh, I don't know if you know the this like revolutionary manager who, you know, the the world has never seen the likes oh, of him yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, the Australian uh, Yeah, yeah. Does he? does this really unique, clever thing where he says mate at the end of everything and it's like blowing people's minds. Uh, and he doesn't have a plan B, but he doesn't need to because it's, you know, it's, it's big Ange, mate, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it works against Kilmarnock on a Tuesday night. Exactly. Like, I mean, I just... Uh, I, 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 I don't I don't like top. I mean I've I've kind of always had a weird hatred for them which I can't quite put my finger on. Not not oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But but I mean like the you look at the last couple of games, 
Um, no, they they beat Brighton and Brentford recently, but they could have quite easily lost both those games. Like, I, I think they're they're they're, they're quite actually. If you're a decent team and you've got good forward players, they're they're fairly easy to play against in terms of attacking at them. Like yeah. you're going to get in. I I, I know. Van der Ven is, is the quickest man alive, uh, as, as Sky will have you believe. Like, they've, it's like they've never seen a quick centre-back before. Um, yeah, just I, I wasn't surprised at it at all, and I've got to say I was absolutely delighted by it yeah. <laughs> as well. I, I, will, I will say, the Italian James Trafford made a couple of great saves. He did, yeah. Like that one save, I think it was off the one from Surrey, was it from Surrey? I think it was from Surrey. Oh, Surrey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was, I think it was offside, but it, it was a fantastic save. I always get kind uh, of a, yeah, kind of, say, yeah, Wolves could have had a lot more. I get quite annoyed with Master Day show things like that, like when he made the save from the Sarabia shot, whether he's off, he's offside, I'm like, well, He's offside, so like, why have you, why have you wasted a highlight on that? Like, yeah, it was a good save though. Yeah, yeah, but it counts for give, nothing. Give, give the give give the guy like, his flowers. Ah, but like, if it had gone in, it wouldn't have counted. Yeah, isn't that the same with like the Hagita Scorpion kick though? Oh, I was like, offside. That's, that, 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 yeah, he was offside. That gets played all over the world yeah, still. Yeah, well, well, I know, you know. That, that annoys us as well. It was offside. <laughs> the, 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 pre, the, pre, the pressure was off. Anyone can do when the, pre, anyone can da, do when the pressure's Danny off. Danny Murphy snuck in quick. Fuck, <laughs> get out. Hey. Never. You bought some set-piece coaches, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Bad idea. Andre and Arna would be fucking doing laps of the stadium if he'd made that so. <laughs> well, true enough. <laughs> Clop, clop, this pumping us. Game of the day allegedly came at the Etihad. Uh, Manchester City just about snatching a 1 1 draw with Chelsea, who played extremely well, I thought. Um, took the lead through Raheem Sterling. Um, probably should have had a couple more, to be honest, if Nicholas Jackson wasn't whatever <laughs> Nicholas, Nicholas Jackson, Jackson is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Rodri, as he often does, came up with the crucial goal. Um, I mean, where to, where to start with this one? It was very wet, I'll give you that. Um, Erling Haaland needed reprogramming. He missed a few decent chances. Um, but ultimately, City plundered 30-odd shots on goal and eventually got he one got the goal. He got slighted for that volley that he missed, didn't he? Well... And I think that's... Was probably the most difficult effort of them all. <laughs> like, is, is it? Are we all West Ham fans and just have mad expectations of the man? If he'd have put that, like even the commentators, like we're like we're like, oh yeah, he should have done better with that. And I'm thinking if he'd have put that in, that'd have been great technique because it wasn't the best ball to him, and he definitely wasn't expecting it. Well, maybe not, but either way, I don't. He didn't have a great day, anyway. Old no, young, he young, was he was very angry at the end of it, wasn't young he? Young Robo goal. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be <laughs> all right. Um, I don't really know where to start analysing this because, like, it was basically every Man City game ever, except the other team dared to counterattack against them. Like, Man City just played hundreds and hundreds of passes, um, and it was only when they got more and more frantic that they actually, you know, started to make these chances towards the end. Um, do you have any sort of insight on this one? I generally sat there thinking that Chelsea were going to win this game, and it yeah. disgusts me. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sharing them on, but like I kept. I, I did. I, I watched it, and and like I was just like, oh, they're going to win this. They're actually playing. Really, they actually look quite organised. Like they're actually having chances. If they had proper players, they'd probably be all like, absolutely battering Man City here. Um, but yeah, 
it's, it's fucking inevitable, isn't it? Fucking. I was expecting Gundogan to come off the fucking bench <laughs> at one point. It was, and then when he scored, I genuinely thought they were going to get a fucking number one. Um, yeah, it is. It's just, it's just Thanos. It's just inevitable. The the, the machine. But well, yeah, well, well, fucking, didn't... did you? Oh, what, what did you guys make of the Carl Walker situation? Oh, the penalty which he didn't get. I. <laughs> I, I kind of thought it was a penalty. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. Nah, you could see straight away it was a it was Walker made the foul, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, it was a it was a foul. Like I was thinking, why is why is Carl Walker trying to tackle him there? Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like if that had been given, I don't think that would get overturned. It would, of course, it wouldn't get overturned. And then, not and had, and had it been given, you I I don't think. Like, because obviously, like everyone was, uh, you know, all pundits, everyone was all saying, "Oh yeah, right decision, right decision." But I bet if that's given, every single pundit would be going, "Really clever play from Carl Walker. He gets his leg in front of him and draw, draws the contacts and makes a foul." Like uh, maybe the, the, the Harry Kane analysis. Yeah, so like maybe like when so when I say like I think I think it, it probably was a penalty. It's more just because you see them given so often. I just kind of expected it <laughs> to have been like. a I don't know if he was... Did, did, did he book Walker for a dive? No, I don't, no. I don't think so. Or did he think that he'd fouled Sterling? And that he, he, deserved bu- he deserved booking for the fucking rolling around. Oh, he took the... Break that to He took the Stone Cold Stunner in the, in the side of the rock, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely sold that tackle, didn't he? He did. That yeah. he made. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I think Chelsea's biggest mistake in that game was taking Cole Palmer off. Yeah, he was brilliant again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really, really like Cole Palmer, but again, like and a, and a, a rare display of composure from the goal from Raheem Sterling as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's avoiding his score really well. I think it's got the point where Chelsea have been better without Sterling. Um, he's been on the bench a few times where they've performed quite well, but he took his goal well here. Um, to give him his credit where it's due. Um, but Nicholas Jackson is still. <laughs> mad in it not good although he, although he did play a good pass for Stone we'll give him that but yeah missed... how he missed that one I know god him and Nunez between them must have had some of the clearest cut chances not taken <laughs> never mind though um, so yeah pardon the oh the wheels coming off the mantle nah they'll, obviously they're going to beat Brentford tomorrow night Tuesday for those listening um, listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they'll go second with that win, and then I assume the juggernaut will just continue from there. They won't play yeah. teams, you know, they won't play teams with the quality of Chelsea's players every week. Um, this is looking the next run of Premier League games. Uh, so, like, yeah, Brentford's home, Man- uh, Bournemouth away. Manu, and then they've got Liverpool yeah. away. They've got the hardest. Followed got by the hardest, Brighton and Arsenal. Actually, yeah, they've they've got the hardest running Man City for a change. Well, their march is incredible, as you just said. There, you know, the Manchester derby, the second leg of the Champions League game, which is probably going to be a cakewalk. But then <laughs> Liverpool away, Brighton away, and Arsenal at home. That's uh, that's nasty. Then they've got Villa straight after that, who obviously you mm. know got some history there. So the, the thing is, you, like, if say if that was 
uh, like Liverpool or Arsenal's like run of fixtures, you 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 look and go, oh, yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, I, yeah I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want that run. But but like it just with Man City especially going into March, how they always do, it, just, it wouldn't surprise me if they won all of those games. Like I don't think they will, but it wouldn't surprise me. No, well, maybe not, but I mean, if it means they do going through all those games and beating you, just have to say a fair play, wouldn't you? Like, I mean, yeah. you can only beat what's in front of you, um, and they're beating everyone. So, But a lot of football will be played between now and then, so we're not right on the title race off just yet, because it's shaping quite nicely as a three-horse race. Sorry, Sai, maybe a four-horse race. <laughs> uh, I think it's probably fair to say we're out of it now, if we're ever even in it. Well... It was nice while it lasted, though. Exactly. Um, I'll of which, have those four days. You will always have those four days. Um, speaking of which, um, Mason Holgate, Sheffield United <laughs> nil, Brighton Hove Albion five. Uh, I don't want to spend loads of time talking about this because the result was obvious from about the twelfth minute once Holgate decided to maim his opponent. <laughs> um, I've seen some people, in fact, one player, say this was a controversial decision. Is this his teammate by any chance? It is. But I've also yeah. seen some um, commenters, shall we say, mm-hmm. saying that it shouldn't have been a red card. should never have been a red card. Apparently Chris Morgan is still applauding. Well, I'm sure he is. But, like, one, why is the ref on the field not giving us a straight red? Like, that's just he's bad clear, refereeing. He's seen it. Well... Was he, yellowed, he gave him yellow, didn't he? he did. I, I, I don't... I think there was... I think there's a player... Like maybe one player's kind of blocking direct. I think he saw it as a foul, but I don't. I don't think he saw just how high up on the yeah. leg he was actually caught. Yeah. Oh well, we'll let him off. But him, I mean, but, but still. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the fact that Chris Wilder came out and was trying to say five, ten years ago, you'd only get a red for that, but the modern games, like, fuck, oh. mate, twenty years ago, you, you're still getting a red card for that it was. No, fucking horrific. Game, game's, game's gone, lads. If you, if you can't put your studs into someone's fight, <laughs> yeah. Aye, too true. Uh, I saw a lot of people saying it was the worst tackle ever made in the Premier League. I'd like to say there's a few Arsenal players' ankles that would definitely disagree with that. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it was, was a Sheffield bad. United challenge, wasn't it? He was just like, how do I make my impression on my debut for, for my new club? I'll pretend I'm Chris Morgan and just kick fucking lumps out of somebody. The worrying that his, his debut... Uh, was was that the five nil against us? Not not this five nil. Although he's been involved. In oh okay, I thought this was his first game. No, no it's his, it's his, it was his third, and they've all gone exactly the same way. Right? He um he made his debut for Southampton in a five nil defeat at Sunderland as well. So so what, Everton <laughs> have had a master stroke, haven't they? They thought right, getting back from Southampton for the first half of the season and just make, guarantee at least his one ga- relegation spot gone already. No, he's uh, to Sheffield United. He's he's not a smart lad. Um, yeah, really poor from him. Uh, Sheffield United have conceded the most goals of any pre team in history after 25 games. Shock um, horror. I know. Uh, I think. Think lads, they're going to get relegated. Oh no! I know. Oh no! Um, so I'll, hold, I'll, I'll hold it. I'll hold the open top bus now. They might. Imagine a scenario where like Everton Forest get enough points deducted so that uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that no, one no, of Sheffield no. or Burnley stay up. Like that would be that would be that would be horrendous justice, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh. Goodness me! 
gerade so mal, ey. Oh, oh also, ja. when Man, United get, uh, Man, Man City get docked points uh, for all their many misdemeanors, so they go down. I'd let, I'd let them off of it. Sheffield United stay up, haven't scored like 30 goals and conceded 108 or something. After 38 games, they're like, aye, right, great. Yeah, they're, uh, they're not very good, are they? Uh, no, they're not. They're really, really not. But never mind. Um, Brighton did what they had to do. I'm not going to sit here and call Brighton great, great, great names for. for Danny Welbeck scored, you know. It's yeah, gone. he did. So, he so, did. He did. Um, well done, Brighton. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's not much more. Uh, the fi- I final... think the result wouldn't have been that much different had Holmes no. on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. The final game of the weekend uh, saw Man United win 2-1 at Luton, um, where the damage was done in the first seven minutes. But seven minutes, yeah. for the following 83 plus stoppage time, Luton gave more than enough, I would say, to earn a point. Um, I-, I think Luton were fucking robbed. Well, obviously you're referring to the Casemiro non-red <laughs> card. Um, oh, no, just, I've just, I've just, just in general, general they, yeah. were, they, were better, they were better than Man United. They were had absolutely... Their, had their top scorer not pulled up in the warm-up, I think mm. they probably wouldn't they? Yeah, fair to say, Collie Woodrow, not as good as Adebayo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Man United were, looked incredible for seven minutes. Give them credit where it's due. <laughs> there was no letting up until eight minutes, and then they let up. <laughs> Carlton Morris pulled one back, but then after that, it was just, it felt like wave after wave of Luton pressure. Um, How did Casemiro not get sent off? Anybody? Fucking no idea. I I do not get it. He plays for Man United. Yeah. It's not the first time this has happened. It's not, no. It's absolutely shocking. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I, I, I can't. You know, you, uh, we were talking about Calvin Phillips earlier, where you know, some if you've got if your players on the booking, then they might normally get one, you know, little warning before. But that's a challenge like that. It's a bit uh, but we've seen it, you know, was it um, was it Kovacic against Arsenal? Yes, yes, uh, yeah, very, si- very, very similar. <clears throat> yeah, and like, the, the, what if like if you're a Luton fan, you'd be. Fucking fuming because if that was Barkley on the yellow who'd done that to Casemiro, 100 percent yeah. he's getting sent off. Oh, and absolutely. Yes, yeah, I think anybody else does that. It's a, it's a red. Yeah, I, I really don't get it. It's uh, yeah, like, but it is like it sounds like a sort of almost silly throwaway joke comment to say because he plays for Man United, but it is like it genuinely is. They they players at certain clubs just get away with so mm-hmm. much more and it's it's why everyone hates him I suspect but you you are Luton I thought were brilliant so that's two Sundays in a row in the half full kickoff man you've won two one away from home and you're coming away thinking how the fuck yeah. that game of football yeah, it's mad, uh, absolutely it? insane except for Gary Neville who's coming away going oh they'll fancy themselves for top four now <laughs> fucking absolutely not I know it says it all when they're sick with a goal of the plus one <laughs> it's like yeah yeah you really I, I, I was amazed that Ten Hag took Casemiro off at our time I was really surprised <laughs> I, I genuinely didn't think he was clever enough to do that but then saying that he also and this is weird he took off Harry Maguire who was who'd also been booked in the game yeah, I and thought. I thought Harry Maguire would actually play quite well like, did you see that run he made 
<laughs> where he intercepted the ball on the edge of his own area, played, played a pass, and and then was the furthest man forward. Um, it was absolutely insane. I, I thought he had, he had quite a good game, but they took him off to bring on Johnny Evans. Well, they were obviously terrified of the ref realizing the area was weird and trying to get some, get him sent off. But um, yeah, they well, they've got a weird one again, haven't they? Like, yeah, it's. Uh, it's annoying. I'm really impressed with Luton. No, I find it, I find it mad that Luton at 18th. Like, I feel like they've won one in the last six. I feel like it should be like they've had a better run of form than that. Obviously they haven't, but mm. you can't lose at home to Sheffield United and get away with it. Is what I'm taking from this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Man, you just they're such a horrible watcher, aren't they? They're, Oh, I mean, they've got basically... They just don't... They don't pass to each other. Like, how many times did Rashford just run with the ball and put his head down? Yeah. Like, very, there's no no looking for a teammate whatsoever. They're very good at that. And uh, Bruno Fernandes has got to be the worst captain in the league in terms of his body language, his mm-hmm. demeanour. There was one where, like, he was waiting on the edge of the box and the ball didn't come into him, so he just stood there and threw his arms up. The players just went on around him. We see the clip in the other Rashford's pressing game where he's like kind of jogging in, fr- in front of Barkley, who just sort of like walks past him, and Rashford's like, "Well, that's, in, that's the end of that." Isn't it? <laughs> it's, just, it's just insane that they're so high up the table, considering everything that's gone on, everything that's happened. I've got um, to say, I was really impressed with Sam Bilakonga. Now yes. I know he's an Arsenal player mm-hmm. on loan, but he had a he, he had a good game last week. Um, and he was brilliant again this week. Yeah, him and, like, and Barkley were a good little partnership in there, I think. Yeah, yeah. That, that block he made for Fernandes as well, where, like, you know, he's just slid, slid in as he's hit it and, and blocked it. Absolutely fantastic. And his teammates were, like, going crazy celebrating. <laughs> and he's turning around telling them to calm down. Like, just block the ball, that, you know. Uh, who, do you <laughs> who, do you, who do you think you are? Klopp? Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no celebrating. Get <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, no, he, he had a really good game. He had a couple of good games for Palace. Um, until Roy Hodgson came in and, and dumped him out the side, um, yeah, well. strangely enough. Well, um, but yeah, it's a good segue. Um, well, two things we'll talk about before we wrap up. Um, Dan Ashworth to Man United is obviously getting a lot of headlines at the minute. Um, is it is it true they deleted his football manager account before I he th- left? I hope so. I do. <laughs> I mean, the, the fact is, right. He he hasn't done a lot for Newcastle since he's gone there. The, 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 nothing tangible anyway. Like he signed a gambling addict, and you know Livermore and, and Barnes. Um, and we had to wait twelve months to get him from his Brighton contract. Um, so he's going to have the best garden go, and now he's on garden leave again. Um, if you've worked in Bright- anything to do with Brighton scouting department, you can walk into a job at any football club in the. In the- yeah. I was talking right to there's a guy I know vaguely who's like his son works at Brighton as a scout, and they um, they scout by position. So like rather than have like a scout who covers Spain or a scout that covers Italy or whatever, they have one scout who looks for left backs, and that's his job: go and find left backs. I think it's a lot like my football manager career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's an incredible way of, of working. But uh, anyway, it wasn't really relevant. I just thought I'd drop it in there. No, um, not, bad, not a bad gig to have, is it? Flying around the world looking for 
teenage left backs who yeah, can, sell can, for 200 million a few I years say, later. Considering most of their scouting he's done in South America as well. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we sure they're not I'll, actually I'll like cocaine smugglers. Left, or yeah, I'll go and look at Uruguayan left backs for a couple of weeks if you want. Yeah. That's, that's the euphemism. Teenage, <laughs> t- teenage Mutant Ninja left backs. That's the. That's <laughs> <laughs> a show title. Uh, um. Uh, I, mean, I assume you'll end up going to Man United, but uh, I dread to think what it means in, like, in terms of what he takes with him. Because uh, it's just, it's a mad world, isn't it? Where like, Man United spent 90 million on Anthony, who is possibly one of the worst value for money signs of all time. So now Man United spent upwards of 15 million on a director of football to stop them spending 90 million on terrible Brazilian <laughs> winners. And it's like. Well, I'll, do lot, I'll do it for a lot less than okay, that. Where does it end? Like, Goodness me. Everything like the manager's the problem. <laughs> no, 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 not Ten Hag. No. no, look what he did with Ajax. Yeah. Well, they've gone from strength to strength, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, the other big story of the weekend is uh, Roy Hodgson is no more. Don't worry, he's not He's not past. He's just no longer Crystal Palace. <laughs> Crystal Palace's manager. <laughs> Um, he uh, took ill during training last week. Yeah, yeah. T- t- took ill during a just, meeting where we saw Roy as, uh, in the box. Just, <laughs> goodness me. <laughs> Not a wooden one. I was going to say. One for his photos. Uh, right. I thought his possession definitely meant like a coffin. I was like, that's a bit much, Chris. No, I, think no, no. I don't think Roy had just been buried, buried alive at Sellers Park. Like, I mean. <laughs> Um, I think it's quite telling his replacement was at a, he was at a Premier League game this week, and I think Sky Sports again put an announcement out that he'd been appointed on. I think was it Thursday all this happened. Uh, um, <coughs> one, one, one of the media outlets put an announcement out that this guy, this former Wolfsburg coach, I don't really know who he is, had taken over and then deleted it pretty quickly. <laughs> Standard. Do you think he'll be a success? Do anything about Oliver Glasner? No, not really. Yeah. I, I, I remember at one point Wolfsburg were quite good. Right, is his first name I, Oliver? I've just said that. Yeah, it's Oliver. Oh, it is, yeah. That's good. Well, it's the Crystal Palace cycle, isn't it, where mm. you appoint Roy Hodgson becomes to get more stability. When things get a little less stable, you replace him with a total wildcard appointment, and then when that goes wrong, Roy, you busy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You're feeling better yet, mate. That's it. The thing is, if and when Roy sadly passes, will Ray Lewin return his funeral wearing shorts? Because I can only assume he will. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> like, I really hope so. I think, that would be the, I think that would be the most respectful thing to do. Well, that's it. It's what Roy would want, clearly, because it's all Ray Lewin does. Wears his shorts and shouts loudly on the touchline. That's something to think about anyway. It is, it is. <laughs> so we've reached that point again where we've gone off the rails. So. <laughs> oh, I, I want to ask something. We forgot to discuss something from your game, Dave. Oh, yes. The Fabian Shaw penalty incident. Oh, God, I. What, right. what, what, what do we think? So let's just clear this, get this right. So, ball in the box, Cher is pulled over. Because yeah. the ball didn't reach him, he can't be offside because he didn't have time to interfere with play because he was pulled to the floor despite being offside when the ball was in the box. Um, now, I'm all for it because it worked now a favour. Um, it took about three weeks to sort out on the field. Obviously, the ref didn't give it in real time because pulling players to the ground is just allowed and, you know, 
the VAR will sort that out afterwards. Um, it has happened before. Chris, you'll, you'll no doubt remember this. Has it? It has happened, and it was in your game. I can't remember anything this ridiculous. Well, I remember some very ridiculous decisions. So, <laughs> it was in a North London derby a few years ago, and Harry Kane was offside when he got pulled the fourth oh, from free kick. I, 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 now I remember. Just how Harry Kane gets <laughs> yeah. against fucking Arsenal. You know, penalties usually, you know, so yeah, they all blow into one, to mm. be fair. Yeah, so it has happened before. Um, no, I'm not saying there's a precedent to it, but I mean, uh, strictly speaking, that's right. Like, you're not offside until you're interfering with a player, which, you know, I think that's... But then how does that... Does it not mean every offside isn't offside? Well, yes. Like, uh, if, <laughs> So if if everyone's offside who's standing offside when the ball comes in, there's hardly any goal given from free kicks. I mean, Villa scored a goal where... Bailey stood on the keeper, or someone stood on the keeper. Yeah, there's always yeah, somebody just, offside. Yeah. Yeah. So when the so when, there, the, yeah. so when the ball went in the box, he's offside, but it's obviously not offside. Cause he's not interfering with play, and that's the same principle here: is that had the ball been anywhere near him, he would have been offside, but he didn't it's have the chance. They're trying to eradicate heading from the modern game, <laughs> like, because that's what, the only thing I can see that this rule, if this rule becomes like, is actually a thing, would do. Cause well, well, I mean, it, it, let's be clear: cause it is a thing. I got, I don't think it's made it up on the spot, but. I, just, I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just quite a quite a rare occurrence. Yeah. Um, it's shown on match of the day, and it was all in crayon. I was a bit suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 all it is is like obviously with the introduction of VAR and the way they get so forensic with certain things. It, it just it opens it up to subjectivity and interpretation which is never a good thing because you're never going to get consistency so like with offsides from like free kicks like that that'd be whipped in so the one you mentioned like the one that we got old trafford's with like bailey's like stood on on the line but then he's running outside the box like he's offside when the ball goes in but he's by him being there and then like running away outside the box he, he's not sort of impacting any of the defensive players because they he, they know that he can't do anything, but it's the ones that, like, if you're, like, say, half a yard off, or a yard offside on the edge of the box and you're kind of being marked, you've got a defender on you, even though you're offside and technically maybe not interfering with the ball because he's not going to you, but you're interfering with that defender because he doesn't know for certain if you're offside, so he has to adjust his his position, so he's just... I mean, it's... Well, nice, isn't it, really? Yeah, the, the, the simple thing is, if... Fabian Shaw gets up and heads that ball into the back of the net. Yeah. The goal was would not be given. Yeah. Yeah. So how can it be a penalty? Because you can't drag players to the floor. Like it's well, a foul. That's, <laughs> well, no, you can't, no, you can't. Yeah, I understand. I understand that, but like. Oh, but like if if, I, if a player, so say for example, one on, um, say Darwin Nunes is one on one with the keeper in that in that Brentford Liverpool game, right? And he's so now they don't put the flag up until the action is finished. Mm-hmm. They're encouraged not to put the flag up until the action is finished, right? So say Darwin Nunes goes through, and is it Flecken who's in goal for? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for Brentford, say he comes out and just fucking Schumacher's fucking Darwin Nunes, right? Nunes ain't getting a penalty. Right. The yeah. minute that flag goes up, he's not getting a penalty. So I, I know the interfering with play thing muddies the water here or not, but technically the ball is dead. The minute he's offside, 
technically the ball should be classed as dead from that point. Well, I mean, that's like saying if the if if the rule was different, it would be different. Which I mean, it's be what you've said there. So like, it just it just I don't understand how if he'd have scored, it wouldn't have been allowed. But because he didn't score, I, it's, it's like, not but like if if you stand in the box when the ball's live and kicks one in the nuts, it's a penalty. <laughs> like it's like, not, the balls, not if he's offside, it's not. Well, if the ball's at the end of the field and you kick him, like, it's it's a foul's a foul's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, no, but that, yeah, that's like what you're saying. So, say for example, there's a striker and a goalkeeper in, in the box, balls up the other end, goal, goalkeeper kicks the striker in the bollocks, right? They don't get a penalty for it. Yes, he'll probably get sent off. No, the, they would if, if the ball's if the, if the ball's live, it's a foul regardless. No, of... because like I know what I think what Chris is saying, and uh, a couple of years ago. Villa Newcastle's uh, won the first game of the season. Callum Wilson g- gets put through one on one. Every Martinez comes and completely fucking wipes him out. Oh. Ref gives a penalty, but then there was a VR check and Wilson was offside. The so penalty not given. And yeah. then, ridiculously, <laughs> Martinez's yellow cards wiped off. Yeah. Well, fucking so yeah, I mean, I'd argue that on that case, the refs got that wrong by wiping off the yellow card because. Foul, or it depends what he's given the foul yeah, for. He's given the foul for. Yeah. I mean, we had checked out here sent off for committing a foul after the flag, after like a foul had been given elsewhere. Like, I mean, it's the only time I've ever seen it happen, but like, it still happened. We also yeah. gave away a pen when John Joe Shelby was lying on the floor, decided to kick a man in the in the head for some reason. <laughs> the but ball like, was the every, ball was nowhere near him. <laughs> for every goal that's scored in the Premier League, they do an offside check regardless. Yeah. Uh-huh. But surely that, but 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 why? Why then? What do you mean? Why? Just, it, it sounds like they're just trying to disallow goals because it, it's clear. Well, no, it's, it's the opposite. They're trying, they're trying to give a goal, like which well, they have. <laughs> there's more, more goals being scored this season than ever before, isn't there? But, but surely, I don't know. It just doesn't, I can't, probably can't explain it properly, which doesn't well, make sense to me. I feel like that, I feel like you're mourning against a guy pulling a guy out of the floor on a technicality. No, like, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 the action was was wrong, but I don't understand how. Two different out, two slightly different outcomes on that passage of play, cha- drastically changed the result. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because on one, he heads the ball in and therefore interferes with play. On the other one, he's not interfering with play; he's just being fouled. But he's I, I can draw it for you if you want. Like I mean, but he's still offside in both scenarios. No, he's not. He's not the. <laughs> no, because the rule, because the rule is the only offside he interfered with play, and he's not interfering with play on the first one. That's like, so. Being being the most advanced man forward, and the man who's going to head the ball into the ah, isn't but, interfering with play. Well, no, because he wasn't. Like it was nowhere near. But he the, is. He's running towards the ball. Ah, but but there was like fifteen players doing the same thing. Like. It's not like he was standing on the goal line waiting to head it in. It, it was like the ball had barely been kicked and he got pulled to the floor. Like, I think that's the difference, is that it's not like... Oh, well. wasn't like ready to score. Get Stockley Park. Fucking... <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was ridiculous. Well, that's why neither of us work at Stockley Park. Now, let's not get into the Chef and I disallowed goal because we could be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and let's be honest, what fucking difference would it have made? Yeah, 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 if, that, if, that, if, that, if that had happened in the Sheffield United game, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd just think about it or something like that. Well, I mean, more or less, I don't know, I don't know how you describe it. It wasn't the same, but it was also like insane. I was trying to decide whether Brighton play made a deliberate play at the ball, not play a man on side. <laughs> My I saw a Sheffield United short and thought, you know what, fuck it. My head hurts. <laughs> Do either have anything else to add to this wonderful weekend of football? 
nothing that springs to mind. No, no. Any uh, any new football tours happening this week, Dave? Oh. I swear something came up on social media this week. I'm sure it's I remember, sure it did. I, re- I remember thinking of you at some point during the week, <laughs> but I can't remember what it was about, so maybe I shouldn't say anymore. Well, I've not had any uh, any alerts for things this week, but I'll keep my eyes peeled for any more like fun on tour scenarios. Um, I mean, we're going to be big Ron, but uh, yeah, Dave, t- Dave Bassett pays the blues or, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, any of the Maverick strikers from the nineties <laughs> taking advantage of uh, the uh, the local town halls. On a singing tour with an album to promote, or is it just still Big Eric at the moment? I think it's still just Big Eric. I mean, that, that's a once in a blue moon kind of find that. We've all been listening to that. All he time. was on. Um, <laughs> he was on something performing. Um, Coke. But, <laughs> no. Oh, was it? Um, I think. Yes. Uh, I'm sure. Eric Cantona and Michael McIntyre. That's the demographic we're all looking for. Yeah, um, there's a Venn diagram I want to see. Um, yeah, was he was he a guest on the wheel or something? Was he? Or... I oh, I just, I, no, I he just appeared. He just appeared. It's my shame I haven't seen it yet. Nah, Gladiators is the only thing I want. Yeah, fucking hell. What what world are we living in? Where Eric can Eric Cantona, one of the best players to play in the Premier League. He's appearing on the show with Michael McIntyre promoting a, a, a tour of music where he sings. It's not really well, there was, I'm not imagining this, but when Eric was a player, mm. he was notorious for not giving interviews. Well, he when... kind of disappeared after, because he, he retired early, didn't he? He did. He, yeah. You know, because he got fucked around at Man United or whatever. And then he retired early and kind of just vanished. Like you heard nothing from him for ages, and he went to, and then he started. He was going to be an actor at some point. I remember that being a thing. Yeah, he was, um, he was in Elizabeth with Kate Blanchett. And, and now suddenly, he's all right, IMDb. Is, is, is he is he is he currently one of them in the Masked Singer or something? Like I don't watch Saturday Night TV, so I don't know. But I, I'm expecting him to pop up there at some point now. It's, you just say I don't watch that because it's on ITV, as if like you've got some sort of. No, I said I don't watch Saturday Night TV. Oh, sorry. Right. Well, that makes more sense. <laughs> you know, but but yeah, I, 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 why you know why why is um, Eric Cantona slowly rising through the ranks to become the next Alison Hammond? <laughs> hey, tell you is what, he man. Big, is, he, is there like a big tax bill in France that we've just not heard about that? <laughs> that knows. <laughs> the Nicholas Cage effect. I'll do fucking anything. Oh, well, we, we've we've really gone off now, haven't we? Talking yeah. <laughs> about Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Aye, twice in one week, right? Everybody. Simon, where can people find you if they want to take up umbrage with any of your views? Uh, See so on Twitter, it's at Sire Regan and Villafancy Holtcast Podcast. Uh, Chris, where can the PGMOL find you if they want to explain offside here. <laughs> on everything XIX, Wolf XIX. Um, my tweets are nowhere near as good as the, the, the shit that I come out with on this show. <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, you when, can find... when will you be appearing on um, Refs Mic's Up with Howard Webb and Michael Owen? Oh, well, I'm, still wait- I'm still waiting for my invite. Dave got there first. I'm on this week, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so you should know Siphon Ball Club. 
Web, <laughs> Web, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him next 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 meeting. Web commands a presence at ball club, Luke. He's <laughs> very authoritarian. I'm sure he is. Uh, Anthony Taylor just has to go to drinks all night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me. Still is he allowed in now? No, he's not. Is he? Bobby Madley. <laughs> he's not allowed in. No. He's only <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <sighs> Hi, right. You can find me on Twitter at CMN798. You can find the show on Twitter at Man on the Post. Uh, and you can find us on all your favourite podcast places, including Amazon Music, Spotify, Acast, etc., etc. Uh, gentlemen, it's been an honour, I think. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Ross is ever going to go away on holiday again. <laughs> I mean, look on the bright side. When he listens to this, it's probably like seven in the morning. And. Uh, <laughs> What a treat. What a treat. Have your cornflakes with the... I think I'd go out and text him asking him to bring me some, like, um, oh, some Cheetos back. Um, <laughs> I mean, to the... oh, he's, a, he's a nice man. He probably will. I mean, Sai, you'll Did be... from in person when he's you... fucking massive. I don't want that. Sai will be reaping the benefits of ball clothes. There'll, there'll be posh snacks on every table. Oh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get some kudos for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Thanks, gents. Um, thank you all Cheers. for listening. Cheers. And always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>